This is the Knopfa Queen, and you're listening to the... <laughs> Love bloopers, it's okay. <laughs> Coffee with Penny podcast, right? <laughs> and you should give him a chance. And I... Mashallah. Literally, I just couldn't believe it. And I remember my heart was racing. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Kareem. I am your host, Kareem Sirajuddin. Sorry, what's your full name? Fatima. Fatima Muhammad. Fatima Muhammad. <laughs> I have with me today, Sister Fatima Muhammad, a.k.a. the Kunafa Queen. Welcome, Fatima. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So first question I have for you is Kunafa Queen. What a great name. What a great title. Now, this is a business that you started. How did you come up with this idea? So it actually, um, you're probably thinking I had like this 20-year plan or five-year plan. It actually happened so organically. Um, I actually have been making kunafa since I was seven years old. Or well, we call it ichnafa. Ichnafa, ichnafa. Ichnafa. Um, but people would always call me the kunafa queen when they would try my kunafa and that's actually how the name came about. Wow. Um, we had totally different names for the business once we realized, okay, this is going to be a thing, which was um, last May when it like became official. And we had different business names. Um, one of them, my husband, I think he was serious, but he was like, how about Afrostinian Kanafa? Uh, Afrostinian. <laughs> like, because my daughter and me, it was going to be a, you know, combined, um, She was, she's my business partner. And I'm like, no, no, this is not. And then, subhanAllah, every time someone had my knafa, like, it, without a doubt, they would call me the knafa queen. And it just grew on me. I'm like, you know what? So my daughter was like, well, make sure you put the S, knafa queen, so people know it's like two, the, uh, yeah, uh, two people. <laughs> that's hilarious, mashallah. So, yeah, that's how um, the name, it was just more actually... My supporters calling me Kanafa yeah. Queen, and it just became like a, it just became natural. Yeah, it was one of yeah. those cases where the name chose you. Yeah, you didn't name, have to choose the name. Yeah, pretty much. It was Allah was making it very clear. Here's your here's your brand. You know. And Subhanallah, it's like I, I love it. I couldn't have. Um, I I love it so much. So. Mashallah, yeah. and. Uh, what challenges have you faced being an entrepreneur, Muslima, hijabi, you know, in the United States? Any interesting uh, challenges or? Um, you know, I've been faced with um, challenges, but but it's always for me. I love to take on challenges, especially um, if it's racist comments. And I'll never forget one of the pie contests I entered. Um, I was in line and there was a white gentleman that was like, oh, who dropped you off? And I was like, um, excuse me, are you talking to me? <laughs> I actually dropped off my husband and then came, even though that didn't happen. But, you know, or I had some guy at Target line tell me um, without hearing me speak a word of English, he told me you should go back to your country and then come back and learn English. And I looked back, I'm like, are you talking to this girl who has a Harvard grad, like a Harvard degree, and I don't have a Harvard degree, but <laughs> it shut him up real quick. Yeah. You know, so for me, I always just try to remember that it always comes from a place of ignorance, and I need to always remain patient in these instances, because, um, you know, I could easily be like, you know, like start cussing them out, but what is that gonna do? I'm. I always hope that with the way I react, they take away something from that and say, "Wow, like Muslims aren't violent, or they're not, um, you know, and they're actually smart." <laughs> and that's, you know, and that gentleman actually um, that the pie contest. He came up to me. I ended up getting first place. Congrats, <laughs> mashallah. And he came up to me, and he, he felt really, like, he was so embarrassed. Ashamed, and, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, can I try your pie? <laughs> this was, Like, your pie was made of, like, the kunefa? You, you did that? Pie. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. What, what was the filling? The filling was cheese, um, and the judges, <laughs> the judges said when they first looked at it, they were just like, they didn't know what to expect. <laughs> they didn't know if it was coconut, <laughs> or if it was, like, noodles. <laughs> and they were like what is this stuff um, 
And then the, they said the second they took a bite, they were like, oh my God, this is like, this is just not an average dessert. This is like so, so amazing. It's an ancient yeah. dessert. <laughs> and, um, and it was like eight to 10 judges and they're all like in the culinary field and they're, you know, people with like restaurants and dessert places. So it was really exciting for me to get, when they called my name, they couldn't say it. They're like, fa, fa, fa. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was actually got my camera ready to record because I was just like, okay, I'm just going to enter just for the fun of it. So when they called my name, I was like, oh my God, I, I know my dessert is good, but I didn't think because it was mostly Caucasian. <laughs> I think I was the only non-white contestant. Whoa. But it was really fun. So, yeah, those are some of the challenges that people don't expect a hijabi muslima to, like, be, to have business skills or to be able to, you know, run a business. Um, So I like to surprise people. (laughs) Right, right. And I want to come in. Paola here. Karim's wife. Oh, hello, Paola. (laughs) Because I saw on, uh, I follow you on social media always, and I heard, I saw that yesterday, I think, you were in a Muslim women convention, or you host catering for them? Yes, I was invited to be on a panel with Muslim women professional. Um, or hold on, are you talking about PFH convention? No, that the was two weeks the Muslim women professional. Yeah, they invited me to be on a panel. Um, it was about two weeks ago. Wonderful organization. It's about women empowerment. And yeah, I shared my story of how I started. And people were shocked because I think they thought I had like this very, you know, fancy business plan. I'm like, you guys know, I just hadn't. An idea. I made du'a because I knew I loved to make kanafa and I love bringing people together through food. Yeah. Through like really good food. So, you know, my daughter started making it and um, she would like spend so much money on ingredients. And she and I remember telling her, Rihanna, you need to calm down with making it for your friends all the time. <laughs> And she was like, well, why don't we just make Make a business, like make, you know, sell it to everyone loves that. And I kind of like put it to the side and subhanAllah, I remember I went to, you know, I I, um, was in labor with my son, with my last son. And I just made so at that day because I kind of like to do a little bit of everything. I'm actually a psychology major. Uh Nice. But that day, um, I was like, you know, please, Allah, guide me in what you think is best for me. And subhanAllah, it was amazing because right after I had him, you know, every, like, I, I kept getting signs of, like, this business needs to happen. Like, it just, I couldn't run away from it. It was just kept coming to me. And um, I remember one of my friends telling me, oh, do you know how to make kanafa? I'm, like, really obsessed with it. She was... She had just moved here from Chicago. And she's like tried, she has had said she tried kanafa from like so many countries and she was really picky and when she tried mine, her eyes, like I'll never she's forget like, her reaction. <laughs> she's like, girl, like you don't understand. Like you need to have this in every freezer. And so that was like for me, like, oh my God, you know, it was exciting. And then all my aunts who were like super picky always ate seconds of it, who never complimented like those types of aunts. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. And then one of my friends, I'll never forget, um, she ordered for her daughter Zakika. And that day, everyone was like, who made this kanafa? Like, the kanafa queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at that time, I wasn't the kanafa queen yet. It was just my friend was like, oh, can I order it? And I think that's when, subhanAllah, and then another good friend was like, oh, hey, Fatma, can you make me 12 cupcakes? And I'm like, well, it's not a business, but I'll make it for you. And she came and she left money on my counter. She's like, yes, it is a, a business. business. Wow. And it just... Things just it, like, I'm telling you, like, make to ha and subhanAllah, take, accept the signs because 
the signs just kept it was coming, just, yeah. it just validation kept over and over again yeah and it, you know you didn't need jibril to come down and give no, you a no, 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 no it's like you just pay attention to what unfolds in your day-to-day exactly. life exactly and that's how law often communicates right subhanallah and you have four kids right i have four kids yes. <laughs> the oldest one's the one who help you my oldest and the other they all help in their own different ways like my younger one loves being involved in like the shipping process so he'll put the stickers on for me my older one is like pretty much in charge of the dough she's like amazing with how old is she she's 12 awesome. um yeah she started making it around nine or ten Um, like she started making it like really good <laughs> you know before that she would kind of like you know play around with it like makes you know help me with the dough and you know assemble it but at nine or ten is when she like by herself without me being there she actually got grounded the first time oh. she made it and then I tried it when we sent her to her room and I was like Me and my husband were like, let's try this. And it ended up being amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. She, like, I was so excited. But you not only have a business here, you have a chef. Too yeah, so alhamdulillah. She's truly my right-hand girl. And she's also learned so much business skills That's just great. from without taking any business classes, you know, just you know communicating with the um different you know customers and just going with me the, to the different conventions that we you know usually cater to or just you know we've we've catered to the mayor we've catered to congress people and just for her yeah, to be able to have nice. those interactions just to let the audience know what which which area are you uh So catering to the mayor and can you tell us so the mayor of Rancho Cucamonga oh, nice. Mayor Dennis Michael he is a hooked you guys <laughs> he's so hooked and I love it um, in fact the last time we went to his office was like a week ago we've been to his office like numerous times but the very last time it was the most special because my mom and my sister came with me and he got to meet the whole family um And he read my slogan, which my slogan is, like, really the most special part. Because for me, I knew, like, okay, if I'm really going to do this business, once it all started being real, I wanted to have a purpose. You know, I'm like, we can't have a business without having, like, a purpose of why we have it. So I'll never forget he grabbed my sticker, and that's why I have it next to me. And he was just like to all his you know staff members um you know the off people that work in the office he was like serving royal happiness and unity with every bite and i just like i had like a really um teary moment i was just like oh my god it's amazing for him to be able to read a, a muslim woman you know and have my mom who taught me the kanafa you know and it just i don't know it was just like a very emotional moment um alhamdulillah so You mentioned your sister, so I just got curious. Your, one of your sisters, I don't know if you have more, she's a personal trainer, right? The Kifa, she Kifa. is get fit with Kifa. Yes. Like everyone says those words in our family. <laughs> and how it's it works, like, in one hand you have one make awesome kanafas, in the other hand you have the other one try much. to So people joke in our family, yeah. they say get fat with Fatma and get fit with Kifa. So <laughs> it works, you go Fatma yes, first and then you go Kifa, pretty right? much. You get fat with me. Actually, we just got the results and for per cupcake, our cupcakes are only 175 calories and the mini ones Kifa has like she's right she's like okay, you can have these at my classes. Good job. I want they're a, you to they're less than 100 calories. So They're actually get fit with Kiba Hapri. You can be your, your sweet, like, uh, no good sweet spot. Yeah. You guys should, like, combine your um, your service uh, products, like, together, like, one website. It's like when you buy 12 cupcakes, get three, oh, you know, workout like sessions that. because you're going to have to burn it off because you'll definitely eat all of these. Because right? you don't eat just one. Right. Oh, for sure. right. so And that's why more. you can't just have one workout session. Oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> When, when I went to pick it up uh, on uh, some canapas for us, I, I couldn't wait. I just, like, oh, in the car, I just, yay. I found a spoon, and I just, like, let me start in here. Me kept on the back. That's why your car was so dirty, because yeah. just eating around. Yeah. And now he good. knows why his car was dirty. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, alhamdulillah, it's it's exciting to, because she also um, helps, she's 
a lot of people don't see her in the upfront and like you know but she's a huge help for my business and a lot of the events she's in the forefront she's yeah, like you know um so we're we're all in it together and is all your family here in the, in the rancho area yeah we have over 150 family members just in rancho wow. so at any given time you will run into like at least five family members wow. <laughs> and i so i can't be in my pjs at the grocery oh, wow. sometimes i'm like <laughs> i just want to go in my like workout clothes or in my like PJs, nope, because <laughs> somebody somebody will will run into you. Awesome, but it's fun. Alhamdulillah, I love being a part of a huge family. Um, you know, and it's it's sharing this journey with all of them. And you know, I am because of my family. You know, it's Subhanallah, and I've learned. In fact, all my uncles and I have aunts who are in the business are entrepreneurs. Actually, majority of my family are entrepreneurs. Oh, so I think that's where it naturally was me not having a business degree. It was just so natural for me. I would always go on business trips with my dad. And so subhanAllah, you don't. I tell um, women all the time that are afraid to start a business. I'm like, you do not need a business degree. Like, all you need is some hustle, passion, and, you know. And you can self-learn yeah. self, self a lot, too. A lot. Know? You can yeah. But you just have to anything. have the passion, the dedication, right? I Definitely. Mean, it's just practice. Like, just your, like you were saying, your daughter interacting with customers and this and that. Oh Over time, God. you keep refining your skills. You're like, oh, that was a mistake. Or, oh, we got to make this aspect tighter of our business or our For delivery sure. and then you just refine sure. over time I'm still no learning. business is perfect if you're waiting for that perfect moment to My start God. your business it's never gonna happen you just have to start right. and everything unfolds subhanallah and you know the more hard work the more persistent the more you see out of it so you know, yeah, people are like, man, you're a hustler. I'm like, and you run everything with the four kids. Too, yeah, so I up. do. But, you know, when you wake up and you know you, what your purpose in the business is. Yeah, you're doing you, what you love. Yeah, you don't feel like you it's work. Ex- no, it You feel like you're feel like giving work. your gift and getting paid yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. more about your you have a large family now where's where sure your do. family originally from and i'd love to learn more about your marriage because one of the things that my wife and i found so intriguing about your instagram page is mm-hmm. sometimes people will kind of get at you because you did something very unconventional as far as marriage and uh and some of the comments are really brutal to say the oh, least. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about that situation and the facts so the audience knows what your background is and why your marriage is very unique. So I am Palestinian. Both parents are Palestinian, and we come from a smaller city. and We live in the outskirts of Ramallah. Um, so, yeah, so very, you know, I, <laughs> I always thought I was going to marry a cousin, so our families, uh, you know, they're very... They're open-minded, but it's because they came from a small town in Palestine, and, you know, with all the um, what's happening in Palestine, I think they they wanted to just keep everyone, you close know, close-knit, yeah. you know. So it wasn't always out of a bad place that they didn't want an, anybody who was, like, outside of there. But um, and subhanAllah, that's all they knew, and you're comfortable with what you know, right? right. So, can I ask you something on that? Because this sure. is this is definitely something I've observed. And do you feel like, you know, similar to the Jewish community with the Holocaust, they had a collective trauma, and mm-hmm. then interestingly, you know, a similar trauma is happening to the Palestinians, a collective sure. trauma, and so that gives Palestinians perhaps a sense of, you know, their identity, their culture, their land, everything is threatened. Do you think that that is 
often the response of Palestinians of we have to keep marrying only Palestinians and, and this is how we're going to somehow get Palestine back or preserve our identity or culture. Like, what do you think is going on there? Like, every time I try to help uh, a Palestinian and a non-Palestinian in premarital counseling, oh, it's wow. always a very rough and usually does not pan out, you know, as far as marriage. So that's the other reason why I find your story intriguing. For my opinion, I'm definitely sure that that does play a role in it, you know, trying to preserve the culture. and um, But the beauty and subhanAllah, for instance, my husband, and that's when you realize when you get to, you know, in the Quran, it says, you know, to get to know one another from different tribes. And the beauty of that is that person that's from a different culture, a different background, such as my husband, who's African-American, he loves Dubka more than any other Palestinian. <laughs> um, a lot of times we have that fear, um, but subhanAllah, you just, I feel like that fear holds us back from doing so many amazing things. And once, for instance, for my parents, um, people are probably wondering how my parents reacted. Um, my parents were not the traditional, they didn't play that traditional, like, no, you're going to just marry your cousin. Um, at the time, two of my cousins were asking for me. Really? So in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to marry one of those cousins because that's all I saw in my family. A lot of my cousins married cousins and it was considered royalty. Like you to marry outside of the family, it's like you're desperate. So they're like, you know, when my husband asked for me, um, Dawood, they were, they were just like, you're not desperate. And I'm like, no, but he's an amazing guy. He has the qualities that I'm looking for. Those other guys, they're good guys. I love my cousins, but they're not what I look for in a marriage, you know? And um, so, yeah, when my husband called my dad, I literally freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, how did he get my dad's number? And he, I was good friends with his sister. He had gotten it from his sister. And I just heard my dad talking, and, and like, I was waiting for my dad to go off on him. Because even though my dad always had different races in our house, but you don't know how they're going to react when, when it's their own daughter. The family, yeah. So I was like scared. I just didn't know it could have went either way. So I'm like waiting and waiting. He hung up and he came up to me. He's like, oh, this gentleman just called and he's interested in you for marriage. And I'm like, my dad must not know like his, his background, his ethnicity. Oh. <laughs> um, and no, my dad knew. And he was like, you know, I honestly do prefer an Arab guy just because it's like it's you easier know, it's, it's more easier, familiar more familiar <laughs> but he goes this guy I have no reasons to say no to him because Mashallah. he seems like a really nice person and, and you should give him a chance and I Mashallah. literally I just couldn't believe it and I remember my heart was racing because wow. so yeah. that is so refreshing yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. bless God bless your parents God bless your parents and at that moment I was like wow like you know you always think you have the best parents but at that moment I was like my dad is at that point my mom hadn't known she was she was either out of town or downstairs, but somehow we kept it a secret from my mom and she was not happy. I'll share that a little later. But yeah, my dad was like, who would I be if I tell you not to give this guy a chance? Because I your whole life I've been teaching you about how Islam, you know, is and how it's accepting of it's all universal, yeah, it's, it's universal, not tribal. accepting. Yeah. So I, I cannot tell, you know, go against us. Alhamdulillah. So I was just like, I remember giving him a big hug and I just couldn't believe. I, I literally, I think it took me a whole day to process what had just happened. And yeah, so my dad started the interrogation process that he was like, you know, even though I'm accepting of you get to getting to know him, right. I want you to make sure he's like, you know, we have to do like more research on this guy and make sure he comes from a good family. And, you know, and so um, my dad called, the first place my dad called was the local masjid. My husband was playing football at the time in Missouri. So he called the masjid in Warrensburg. And I was like so nervous. I was like, man, this is like pretty much the break, um, you know, it's make or break, make it. Or break it. Yeah. 
So <clears throat> the imam was like, my dad was like, yeah, I'm calling about a brother named Dawood. Because my dad asked for all the numbers. He told Dawood, give me the number of your coach, the number for your imam, the number, you know. So um, I'll never forget the imam was like, if this was my daughter, I would give with my eyes closed. And the, Subhanallah. And the imam was Palestinian. So it was like... Great validation. Yeah, it was great yeah. validation. So... That was like a huge, you know, it gave my dad like a, you know, he a sense of relief just to know, okay, like so far. And subhanAllah, from all the questions, I did my set of questions for him and he always had, and, and it was, and I knew um, his family from before, so I knew he was a good person, but I just didn't know after, because he had converted to Islam, it had been, I think, two or three years at that point. So I just didn't know, was he really, like... A not only not know Arabic, but also a convert, so yes, even better. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I just didn't know, is he, like, real? Is he just saying he's a Muslim because he wants to get to know, you know, to, to marry me? Or, but subhanAllah, from all the questions I asked, I knew it was... Because he answered stuff that, you know, you can't fake all these answers like you know he knew he had so much knowledge and thirst for right. the dean and it was just like if anything i was like wow like i was so you could tell it was it was coming from his heart for perhaps sure. you know yeah 100% it wasn't like textbook copy and paste not you know dry all. answers not it was all. like you you could tell he internalized yeah. and loved allah and his messenger so totally. I saw and i'll never forget when he came to meet my parents he flew out here my brother, this was the scariest. I think my brother was like, this was another, you know, I was like, okay, this is going to be a break, you know, make it or break it moment. My brother was like, um, Dawood, can you lead prayer? And I was like, it was Maghrib time. And I don't think I had any khashmah during the whole prayer. I was like, just shaking. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, oh my God, what if he messes up? I Or what if he doesn't know how to pray? And he was like, yeah, I'll lead prayer. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I would just rather you say you don't know how to pray that good rather than. But he was like, no, he was confident. And he, like, led prayer with no mistake. And, like, it was just another, like, wow, like, I'm so, alhamdulillah. It was like, it just things kept going smooth, you know, subhanAllah, um. Now my extended family wasn't happy. I was gonna ask what what happened with your your dad. Probably has brothers and sisters. Oh, now, huge ha, family. Ha, is he <laughs> is he the only one from the family that thinks like this? And and what um, happened? So when they were unhappy, how so did they approach? So they're all this? very accepting with other races, but I think when it comes to their own like family members, they weren't ready for that. They it was so new to them. You know, they only that it wasn't familiar to them. They don't know the guy they're used to like you know guys when they asked for me they went through all my uncles like one of my uncles he was like I know every guy that asked for you I don't know this guy (laughs) so he was like really upset he's like you're gonna bring in a guy to the family that none of us know so it all came from a place of like love and just they really thought that I was gonna get lost if I married to this guy you know and Subhanallah, and I knew, you know, like my dad, this is another thing my dad told me, and I was like, wow, like it meant so much to me. My dad told me, I was like, Baba, like, why are you so convinced, like, about this, even though everyone's against that? He goes, because Baba, I know you're the type that wouldn't take on this guy if you knew he wasn't a good guy. Mm. He trusted you. He trusted trusted me, subhanAllah. And it was like a really special moment, like a special bond, you know. A lot of Muslims I've heard, you know, from the work I do, this is another powerful point, is sometimes parents don't really respect or value their children, no matter Mm -hmm. what age they are, Mm -hmm. right? And it's like, subhanAllah, you raised me, until rabbitni. Right. Yeah. So why wouldn't I have a decent head sure, on my shoulders sure. to know who I'm going to marry, sure, who I'm not sure. going to marry? If, you know, you mom and dad, alhamdulillah, they did their best to do the job yeah. right. So th- that's always interesting because I, I speak to young people right now who are mm-hmm. out of college, working, ready to get married. And parents are just like, no, you're not. You're, it's not uh, time or you have to wait or no, not this person, not that person. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. And it's like, it's like very selective, Mm -hmm. you know, you're responsible and you have to be an adult when it comes to financial academic stuff, 
But then when it comes to other choices that, you know, humans need to be able to participate in, like who you're going to marry and where you're going to live and what you're going to do with your life, that's not always considered valuable or weighted because it's still coming from uh, the child, not mom and dad. This is, this is an interesting phenomenon, yeah, isn't it? happened to your mom in this situation yeah so it was time my dad was like okay i'm comfortable to know that like this could really be your potential husband so because he was like you know if he's you know if after we do our research he's not like a good guy you know then it's it's pointless to get your mom you know because we didn't he didn't know her, what her reaction we grew up in missouri in a really racist town like all oh of our my. neighbors would created so much fear in my mom. They would, as soon as, like, if we called a plumber and the guy was black, our neighbors would call, like, two or three neighbors, there's a black guy in front of me. Oh, my God. God. It was just all that, like, fear of, like, black people was just... So I I didn't know if that was going to have an effect on my mom's, you know, on her decision. Mm -hmm. So anyways, it was time to to tell my mom... And she was okay with that. I was like, hold on, you're not mad. She's like, I'm only mad that you didn't tell me first. I was like, hold on, that's it. And subhanAllah, she had similar reaction to my dad. And I was like, okay, my parents are not like, this is just amazing. And so I had both of my parents, like, they're just, I had so much support from them, subhanAllah. Um, when it came time to announce with the family, I kind of spoke earlier a little bit about it, but uh, one of my closest uncles called screaming. Like, I had to move the phone from my ear. He wow. was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, the community is going to have so much to say about this. And our reputation, our, our family reputation is going to get ruined. Classic. And Yeah, the classic. <laughs> And I told my uncle, I was like, no, he's a good guy. He's he's not going to ruin the family reputation. He's going to, inshallah, bring so much like joy to the family. And he was not having it. And I think this was before my uncle got to meet him. SubhanAllah, one thing I want to share, because I don't want you guys to think my family was just like against it. And no matter what, like, but it was shocking. got to yeah. know him, they, SubhanAllah, slowly by slowly, like each uncle that got to meet him, like you know they opened up more to the idea they're like oh he is a you know nice guy right one of my uncles gave us a harder time and i'll never forget my husband was like alaikum, and my uncle ignored him and my husband just thought my uncle didn't hear him he's <laughs> like oh alaikum. he got louder and my uncle ignored him and i'm like oh like baby i'm sorry to tell you but he's not ignoring i mean he's <laughs> ignoring you <laughs> And so my husband just went up to him and he's like, oh, like I wanted to give you salams. So I think even that uncle ended up having a change of heart because I think he was embarrassed. Like, wow, like I'm here ignoring this guy. And he still was so adamant about giving his salam, like his peace, like subhanAllah. So yeah, the iman wakes us up. Like you're like, this is Islam. He's saying salam. He has rights upon you to say wa alaikum salam. And I don't want to respond because he's not Palestinian. And then I'm sure your uncle, it hit him. His heart was like, what am I doing? You know, because that's any conscious person is going to go. And another uncle was like, oh, he's probably a thug. When they met him, I'm like, you guys. Like, you know, it's a lot of um, projections, stereoty- yeah. Yeah, yeah, stereotypes. very stereotypes, a lot of stereotypes. And he broke every stereotype. Mashallah. You know, and another person from within the community was like, he's probably at the time. Remember the sniper killer? 
They're like, it's oh my probably God, the brother horrible. of the sniper killer. And I'm like, oh gosh. So, you know, when I didn't get like really good reasons of why I shouldn't marry him, I was like, okay, these aren't valid. Like for me, I knew this was hard because I'm such a, um, I'm close to all my uncles. I was the type that would bring everyone, you know, I'd be like on a Friday night, I would say, hey, everyone lets meet out my parents. So I was that girl, and then I worked with my uncle. So to, like, go against them was a big deal at this point. Like, my uncles couldn't believe it. And, and they actually told me that if you go on and marry this guy, we're going to disown you. Oh. And they thought by saying that, it was just, that's it. Like, I was going to break it off. And I did think of that because it was scary. Like, of course, it affects. I'm not, I don't want to lose my family. Of course. So I remember I was like, okay, I have to get really creative on how I'm going to break up with Dawood, like how I'm just going to break the news. So I was like, you know, like the family just doesn't really like you. And they're saying this and this and this. And he was like, it's okay. Like we have to be patient. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like patient? Like they're really like, they're just, they're calling you all sorts of names. They don't like you at all. And they're going to disown me. He was like, you know you have to be you know like you have solid to, on the yeah, truth yeah and we have to fight the you know the hate with kindness and he really subhanallah he was he didn't walk i mean talk the talk he really walked it in every way um during the engagement process he just always he would remind me like he would send me like hadiths or like an eye in the quran and and it was just for me, I was like, okay, I know he's the one. Because every time I tried, and I'll never forget another time where I was just like, you know, this isn't worth it. He's, he called me and he was like, oh, were you, um, did you go to um, Luff Elementary? And I was like, I mean, Courtney Elementary. And I was like, yeah, how do you know that? He was like, oh, did you have a boy haircut? And I was like, uh-huh. how the heck do you know I had a boy haircut? And it turned out we both went to the same kindergarten so wow. then I moved to a different district and like we didn't know each other again until high school so it was just it was so crazy how I, I at that moment I was like okay Allah wants us to be together and then like his dad and me share the same birthday just so many things like the signs Allah again it was the signs like Allah kept sending signs that were meant to be and um, oh, and then my grandma, who I'm super Allah Hamha, she passed away, yeah. but she accepted him from the second she met him. Oh, that's and that's I, the best yes, approval right that there. Is the grandma, best. yeah. And some of the uncles were like, Oh, see, it's your fault. You're showing her approval, so that's why she's going. But she was like a hundred percent all about it. She's like he like as soon as I saw him. I felt at ease. Raha, yeah. The only thing she requested out of him was that he learn Arabic. And little did she know he was already learning Arabic. That was like one of his passions to learn Arabic. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then four kids later, you're still facing uh, some then, challenges from clients. Not and from family. Our family, I think they like him more than me now. And I'm like, oh, I, I exist. <laughs> but they all adore him. And he adores them, like he loves our family, and subhanAllah, I'm like, you know, it's crazy how far something can go with just patience, Absolutely. you know, sometimes we we forget, we just put that to the side, but no, if you put patience on the forefront of everything you do, Allah will make it easier for you, and, yeah. and truly he did, like Allah was just amazing in this whole experience, um, so yeah, I, I tell any girl going through the, this um, challenge, I tell them just be patient. Don't expect your family to accept him right away. Um, and make sure he is a good guy. Like just because he's another race doesn't mean you just, just even if he's Palestinian, like I would have done the, the same. It's about the person, know, yeah, not it's about the, the person. Or anything. So I tell girls like, you know, you just have to make sure that I tell them, do not run away from your family because family, you can never replace your family, you know? It's not worth it. I knew for me, I was kind of lucky, though, because I had my parents' support. Um, A lot of these girls don't have their support, but I'm like, you know, 
Just be patient. You know, be patient, and eventually, inshallah, will come it around. It means to be at the... Um you know, Allah facilitates. Yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran, You have iman and trust and security in Allah and you're trying to do what's true and good and beautiful. Hold, uh, be patient and have the salah, which is a connector. And Allah is with those who are patient. And you're absolutely right, Fatima. If I don't let things kind of pan out a bit, right, or unfold... I'm never going to know. I'm not going to see more or less signs, right? Mm. If we act impulsive or we decide things right away, then like you said, without patience, patience is actually the opportunity to get more data mm. from Allah about yeah, the matter that you're worried about or you're concerned or anxious about, yeah. right? So that's such an important lesson. I think the other thing that's important to highlight here is your story is quite unique. Like you were patient. You saw those. You're sharing a lot of these signs. Mm. Now, what about the sisters who are trying to do something similar, but they may not be seeing as many signs or it being as smooth as, as let's say, it unfolded for you. What would be your response to that? If you're being patient and doing everything that I had mentioned um, to just make sure that, you know, you ask all the right questions to make sure he's a good guy. And um, if you're not seeing all those different signs, and I personally think it's just not meant to be. Mm. And, you know, a lot of times it's so hard for us to let go, but we have to trust that Allah, if this isn't, maybe this isn't good for me. No, if it's just community members, if it's like pure racism, like that's their reasoning, you know, stay strong. Um, but you ha- really, it's, each individual is different in what they can handle. Yeah, what they're willing um, to at sacrifice. at the end of the day, we need that community support. You yeah. know, you can't do it alone. I've seen girls, you know, just um, leave their whole family for a guy, and then it doesn't work, it out. Doesn't work yeah. out. And guess what? There's no family to go back to because exactly. everyone's just done. Yeah. So I tell girls, you have to be smart about it. You have to be... Um, respectful to your family. Your family is family no matter what. That's your blood. You know, right. I'm not saying that it's okay, their behavior towards racism, but you have to be patient. Racism usually comes from colonization, you know, you know, years and years of colonization and ignorance. And so you have to be that person. And with my instance, the ones who are against it, I would tell them no, but he, you know, like they would... I'll never forget um, he was leading prayer at a public um, it was like at some hijab store and my husband like went to lead prayer and there was a few Muslim women that were like oh no I can't pray behind him because he's a convert what? yeah they were like you know all the, all the sahaba were converts yes, people hello exactly. hello are you listening? so they're like his, our prayer won't be valid you know and I just well I was just like wow you know and I could have just lashed out on them but instead I, I sat there and educated them you have to I, take know, those so opportunities yeah, to really, teach I, Again, it's just really patience. Um, you have to be patient. Don't expect everything. You know, nothing good comes easy. Nothing good comes easy. So just always keep that in mind. You have to work. And subhanAllah, my husband always tells me, I think because I worked so hard for you, I he, he tells me, he's like, I appreciate you that much more. And But I also feel the same because I had to, you know, work so hard also for him. It wasn't easy. He, Poor guy thinks he had to work really hard because he did. He could have easily just been like, oh, I'm done with this fear. Right, like, I'm giving up. Yeah. I don't need all these challenges. I, I always tell like when people is, uh, have those um, feelings about converts, like, guys, we choose to be Muslims. Yes. It's not like, Karim, yes. were you who were born in a Muslim family and was introduced to you since your first day. No, yeah. but we still have to choose. Of course. You're Muslim by chance or choice, yeah. whether you're born you or you convert. But, but you have the exposure from the moment yeah. of first second of your life. True, true. And uh, we didn't. And we dive in this, yeah. like, you know, word of unknown well, things. I never liked the idea of hijab before I married my husband. And subhanAllah, he taught me so much about the hijab, like, he, I remember once he asked me, he's like, oh, like, is hijab something you're thinking about? And I was like, hijab, no way. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I grew up, I remember my my um, 
one of my Islamic school teachers, he had told me, like, if you don't wear hijab, that you're going to get hung, you know, by your hair in the day, on the Day of Judgment, you know, with fire. And I was just like, I'm going to go to hell. No, <laughs> You know, and so I just never liked the idea of hijab because I just always, I was like, gosh, like, it's such a negative, I always had this negative even though my dad like never you know he would i would tell him like and he was like no that's wrong don't but you know you're you hear it so much like from your islamic school negative and that, stigma yeah. yeah so how did your husband like open your heart to that which is fascinating i feel like the hijab is so like i remember once when i put it on for prayer he's like wow you look like you look so be-. like he was like so intrigued by how it looked on you know me wearing the hijab and and I was like, yeah, like, whatever, this is never going to happen. And he was like, you know, it's, it's actually a liberating thing. Like, I don't, I don't know why you think so negative about it. Um, you know, it's like, it liberates you from like the oppression of men, like, you know, checking you out for, you know, and like not listening to like your mind and what you have to say. And, and subhanAllah, and I just started reading more about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I actually like the idea of hijab more. But I didn't tell him that I was like, because um, we were engaged for three years. And on the right after we got married on Eid day, I was like, you know what? I don't want to take it off today. And I remember we were on our way to the Eid's um, breakfast with our family. And I didn't, he was like, oh, um, he was like, oh, your, your hijab is still on. And, and I don't think he wanted, he didn't want to get his hopes up. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to take it off. And I remember we were like, he was driving and he stopped the car in the middle of the <laughs> street. And I'm like, what are you doing? He was like, a walk. Uh, <laughs> it was like such a crazy moment for us. And he's like, oh my God, let's, let's go see your dad. He wanted to share it with my dad first. Cause him and my dad thought I was just never going to wear the hijab because I was just like, no, I'm, I'm never going to wear it. And I just started loving it. And I was like, you know what? And subhanAllah, that day, it's, I always get signs. Me and him, um, that night after, you know, we celebrated with the family, we went to the movies. And some guy came up to me and he was like, you look like an angel. Like, so respectfully, so nice. And he was, and I was like, oh my God. Like, I had a tear in my eye. I was like, subhanAllah, that was just... And I just felt like that night, I was just like, this is it. Because I'm like, you know, okay, I'm just going to like, try. you know, today I'm, 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 I want to like wear the hijab, but I was like, we'll kind of see. I wasn't like a hundred percent solid that night. I was like, that's a, I'm, you know, and I never took it you off. You felt the hijab, right? Felt it. Like yeah. Alhamdulillah. Right for you. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And I still see, I saw the other day a comment that someone told you, you probably don't know how to make Kanafa right because you're married to an African American. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm married to a black guy that I just don't know how to make it right. That somehow, like, the ingredient is going to change. Like, me living with the... I'm like, just the ignorance and pure racism is it just... I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't get mad at those comments. You I almost just, so you feel pity for them. I feel pity for yeah. them. And I feel bad because they have to have so much hate in themselves to think or say these kind of things. And I just make dua for Especially them. Especially to go out of your way yeah, to do it. Doesn't, it you people, know? you Jeez. know, apologize and they feel bad. So and I'm like, you guys will lie. I don't feel... I feel bad for them. Don't feel bad for me because, yeah. you know, alhamdulillah, I'm blessed that I know better, you know, and I don't let hate take over me or I don't let, you know, so, um, yeah, alhamdulillah. So, yeah, God bless you, Sister Thank Fatima. You. Thank you for, you know, sharing your story. It was oh, really inspiring and touching. And, and, you know, one of the things I love about the work I do is, you know, my iman you know, get sweetened and reinforced just by hearing the stories of my oh, brothers and sisters, really. Because it's like Allah shows himself and manifests for so many people in different ways, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's the majestic way, you know, it's the hard way. Like we were talking earlier about, you know, a local member who just passed away. God, you know, rest his soul and help his family. Um, and then, you know, we're listening to your story and, and everything in between. You know, it's there's constant happenings. And I almost see like... 
every person's life is almost like a firework. You know, Fourth mm. of July, mm. it comes up, it booms, it's gorgeous, and then within seconds it fades out. And that's, mm. you know, what Allah tells us: everything's in a state of fading away, except me. So, you know, we gotta value our time. We've gotta give our gift. We have to, you know, break through ignorance and darkness and racism and live with more truth and love and goodness and beauty. And inshallah, that's how you can also perhaps taste Jannah here too, inshallah. right? Because and so, that's what Kanafa Queens is about. It's just bringing happiness, you know, and trying to connect with people. And I love catering mostly to like people who aren't like me, you know, people... I, I want to cater to people who are like might not think the best things about Muslims and people are like really why like I would never want to and I'm like because there, maybe you, you did, has know. anyone ever told you do you put bombs in your cupcakes or something ridiculous <laughs> like that or um, not that but. I've just had people just say stuff like you know not about the kanapa itself but about you just about me like you know thinking that I don't speak English or that I'm oppressed by my husband. And I'm like, trust me, women are elevated in Islam. We're, we have our, our, our rights, alhamdulillah. Um, and I joke, I tell them, oh, my husband, because this, I remember this guy saying, does your husband make you walk behind him? And I'm like, no, he, he walks behind me. Uh. So <laughs> I just mess with my, yeah, I, I love to mess with people. So for me, humor, like winning racism with humor always works. Like, they I've never had someone racist like leave like upset or you know they're always like wow like they want to learn more and they feel they feel dumb and and that's and I love that I love you know changing people's mind and hearts through just being patient and kind and you know that's the way to corny <laughs> with my jokes yeah subhanallah um, sister Konefa uh, sister Konefa <laughs> Bloopers. Uh, Sister Fatima, tell us um, where people can find your business. What's So you can order our Kanafa, our famous award-winning Kanafa on kanafaqueens.com. And, or you could even shoot us a DM on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, you can. We get it. We ship to all 50 states. We've wow. uh, also shipped out of the country. Mashallah. To the UK and you Mashallah. know. My sister in law, her name's sister, she's, she lives in Egypt and she's like, oh yeah, Kunafa No, I love yeah, she no, I love it. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, just continues. I mean, well, God, God bless you, your Thank family, you. your business. I, you my so wife and I much. have had your kunafa. We love it. Oh, so, inshallah, amazing. Allah blesses it, and we'll definitely yeah. uh, keep you on our our catering referral list. Yay. So, Thank you. thanks again for for coming on. And can you do one more favor for me? Can you just say? This is the Kanafa Queen, and you're listening to Coffee with Kareem podcast.